Bossy says on her TikTok page. No, I'm joking. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Bruno Explains It All, where today we will be speaking about The Legend of the Hummingbird and David Beckham's nipples. It's a rabbit hole I fell through by watching the new project of Jennifer Lopez, which is something else I want to talk about today. If you haven't already, music lovers, you guys should go check out Jennifer Lopez's ninth album, This Is Me Now. It's the sequel or sister, you can say, to 2002's This Is Me Then. So welcome, welcome all. Welcome back if this isn't your first time. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the love. I see it all. I feel it. Um, Yeah. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the legend of the Puerto Rican legend of the hummingbird, which I found it to be quite beautiful, if you ask me. And I wanted to share it with you guys. But before we get to the the, the hummingbird, I'm going to I want to share with you how I was introduced to this story. Super shout out to the one and the fabulous Jennifer Lopez. She didn't personally put me on, but through her creative work, she introduced me to this um cool i guess you can say in a way fairy tale right and uh and yeah and i decided to share with you guys so her new album this is me now not only does it come with the super cute funny music video for the flirty track can't get enough but in retrospect the music video was just a snippet it's a teaser to this full-on love action sci-fi musical extravaganza this is me now a love story is if you ask me an experience i thought it was extremely creative and refreshing in a way to be honest some some parts was a little awkward like for instance um fat joe's acting yeah i'm sorry i'm a big fat joe fan i play his music all the time in the gym but there were certain times where it felt i don't know uh, a little stale like i don't know his acting had to grow on me so but some scenes was yeah like too rehearsed it, it it didn't like flow naturally if you ask me the film opens up with the telling of this puerto rican myth of alida and taru a beautiful story that had me wondering if this in fact was a real puerto rican myth or just something from the creative mind of jennifer lopez and dave myers after research i discovered it is actually an old puerto rican tale i wanted to share and read it to you guys since we just had valentine's day this month and you guys know i always like to do something among the lines for the holiday so here goes the legend of the hummingbird so the following story is courtesy of yale's university's webpage and here goes long long ago far up in the hills there was once a small pool fed by a waterfall that tumbled down the side of a mountain it was the favorite place of alita the daughter of a great and powerful indian chief one day when alita came to the pool to rest after a long walk she was startled by a stranger a young indian not from her tribe who was picking fruit from the trees he told her about himself to make her feel at home he was a member of an enemy tribe who had been left behind after an attack and had lived in the forest by the pool ever since. Alita and Taru became good friends. They would meet often at the pool. Their meetings were always brief so that no one would discover their secret friendship. In spite of Alita's precautions, there came a day when someone saw them and told her father. Alita was forbidden to return to the pool, and her father decided to arrange a wedding to a man of his own choosing in order to put an end to Alita and Taru's romance. Alita was grief-stricken and prayed to her god for help. Do not let me marry this man who I do not love. The god 
took pity on her and changed her into a beautiful red flower. Meanwhile, Taru, knowing nothing of Alita's sadness, still waited for her by the pool, but she never arrived. One night, the moon took pity on him and called out, do not wait for Alita, your secret has been found out. And to avoid marrying another man, she cried out to the gods for help and was changed into a delicate red flower. Help me to find Alita, Taru cried out. The gods took pity on him also and changed him into a small multicolored bird saying, Fly, Colobri, find your love among the flowers. His wings made a humming sound as he rapidly flew away. In the morning, the Indians saw the new bird darting among the flowers as swift as an arrow and as bright as a jewel. They heard the humming of his wings and saw him hovering over every flower he passed and kissing the petals. They liked the bird with the music in his wings so much they called him a hummingbird. Ever since then, the little bird has hovered over every flower he finds, but he returns most often to the red ones, still looking for Alita. He has not found her yet. And that's the end of The Legend of the Hummingbird or The Legend of a Leader in Taru. Really romantic, very sad, but I thought it was so interesting. What I do, what I will give props to um, J-Lo, of course she had her likeness to represent a leader, but it was like this beautiful like artwork as, as the credits rolled in and she was telling the story of the hummingbird really really beautiful even if you don't watch the entire thing you should at least look at it because it was very creative and um i'm guessing she used the legend of the hummingbird to maybe represent her and ben affleck but i feel like maybe in her story right the hummingbird found the flower yeah he found her lost her for a couple of years but eventually found her so any Ben Affleck or Jennifer Lopez fan should take away from that that you know I guess happy endings do exist all right so now that we got all the sweetness out the way there is a story I want to share and chime in on but before I get into the next story I want to thank Ohio of course my hometown New York Cuba, Havana, Unana, Portugal, Lisbon for tuning in and supporting the episodes this week. I see and feel the love, guys. All feedback and comments are welcome, so please don't forget to write to us on either Instagram and TikTok at Bruno Explains It All, or you can also you can also email us at Bruno Explains It All at gmail.com or check us out at our new website, Bruno Explains It All Transistor dot fm so guys if you have any friends that you want to share the show with and they don't have apple podcast spotify google amazon you can um share our website with them they don't need a personal subscription they can listen to every single episode on our website and again it's a bruno explains it all dot transistor dot fm all right drum roll please are you guys ready for the main event brace yourselves I label this what the fuck kind of news story. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know men are having their nipples surgically done to look like David Beckham's almond shaped nipples and doctors are saying it's a growing trend. Yeah, you heard me right. They want pecs like becs. New York City surgeons are seeing a surge in men seeking to have their nipples reduced in size and David Beckham is their aesthetic inspiration. The soccer superstar small what am I reading? The soccer superstar's small symmetrical almond-shaped nips have cashed up men forking out 
$5,000 for a procedure to perfect their pecs. People want David Beckham's nipples. Dr. Mark Everett, a plastic surgeon on Manhattan's Upper East Side, told the Daily Mail on Wednesday. So guys, this report, I saw it actually in NewYorkPost.com, but Daily Mail, I believe, jump-started the story. Dr. L. Levine, who also has a practice in the same swanky neighborhood, says he's now performing the procedure once every two weeks, up from a handful of times a year. It's definitely a growing trend, he declared, saying he's also heard men saying they need their nips to look just like Beckham's. Wow. While the procedure is pricey, it's quick to perform and patients can head back to work the same day. First, the chest area is numb by a local anesthetic before a surgeon cuts around the sides of the nipple to remove skin and an extra breast tissue that may have formed. Some surgeons also partially cut the pointed area at the center of the nipple, known, uh, known as the protrusion, to make it appear more Men are continuously becoming more and more conscious of how they dress and how they appear, they, he stated. If they are wearing something with a tight-fitting form that shows the nipples more prominently, they might make that might make them uncomfortable, the plastic surgeon proclaimed. They, want, they don't want the focus of what they are wearing if they are wearing to formal-fitting shirt to be the nipple. Wow. That was a tongue twister. Levine says about 80% of patients seeking nipple reduction surgery are New York City locals, while the remainder are men from out of town. It is not the most common procedure I perform, but it's definitely one that is trending upwards, he declared. Again, wow, just wow. Well, what do I have to say about this story? Guys, are we really, really, really going through it that we're getting our nipples redone? I'm not trying to judge because I said if I had the money, the first things that I would probably get done, honestly, is my teeth. I would love to get my teeth redone just because I, I, like, I love big smiles, big pearly white teeth. I would love to get my teeth done. I'm missing some in the back. And then the only other thing that I probably would get surgically done is probably my stomach only because I used to be a lot heavier and it's really hard to achieve the six pack you know in my situation so I, yeah that's pretty much it so i try not to really bash or judge anybody's choices but really are we really going into a doctor's office and saying hey hey you i want his nipples fix these nipples like it's a bit much to me oh you know what else i will fix i'm lying guys i would also fix my hair uh, my hair is thinning. I would get a full head of hair. Yeah, but that's about it. Honestly, I could live with the rest. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, on that note, that is all for this mini episode. I want to thank you all for the love and support. Keep tuning in. Keep sharing. We definitely appreciate it all. Until the next episode, this is Bruno, your favorite friendly neighborhood podcaster, streaming straight out of New York City. And until you hit the play button for that next episode, bye.